0: Feshy Bridge, Scottish Highlands The sickle moon, an orange scythe over the farmlands of Feshy Bridge, sliced the starry sky as the lovers below quarreled. The pair sat beneath a rowan tree on a knoll above the MacLaren farm overlooking the Feshy Bridge Valley. These patchwork farms and furrowed fields met river and stones bordered by stands of ancient Caledonia pine forests. Lucas, you know your parents will never let you marry me, no matter how much we love each other. Loving you just isn't enough, said Hannah, her broad, straight shoulders now curling inward. Lucas McLaren's woolen plaid wrap, created for keeping out the reins, could not bear the weight of her sadness. His long, russet curls dampened in her wake. He hated to agree with Hannah's doubts, but according to his family, Marriage meant only one thing—prosperity and position over true love. Being part of the landed gentry families in the sixteenth-century highlands, Lucas's mother Eglantine dedicated herself to protecting these privileges for her three sons, regardless of the price. But Lucas cared for none of these. He held Hannah close, whispering tender words to assuage her fears. Yet he did not succeed. I don't understand why you're with me at all, Hannah pleaded, her freckled cheeks flush. She pushed him away and began circling the tree beneath a maze of red-berried boughs. Normally, its branches offered Hannah sanctuary, but not today. Her thick auburn braid swung back and forth like a pendulum. By the flames of St. Bridget, you're landed gentry. You could be with any of those fine girls up in Ruthven or even Inverness, but I'm only the weaver's daughter. No title, no money, not even a father, of good repute or ill. She dropped suddenly to the ground beside Lucas, ripping the tall autumn grasses. Hannah leaned against the rowan's sturdy trunk, its gray-rooted webwork forming a cradle of safety. But could she tell Lucas... The depths of her doubts, ugly fears of never being loved by anyone. Sure enough, there've been tongues a wagging in the village as to fair catches amongst the other landowners, but none compare to you," said Lucas. "Not my Hannah. Hey, you remember Sally Murchison from Rothven? Now there's one that will soon be a plump pumpkin by any man's fire. Soon enough after saying I do." And what about Mayor Stewart? I know the lass can bake an apple tart that will sweeten even an angel's tongue, but uh, what a temper! Why, she could put cold fear into a Highland warrior with some of her looks. The smile began to emerge before Hannah knew of its existence, smoothing the lines of her worried face into the vibrant woman Lucas loved. Ah, but Hannah, said Lucas, taking her hands in his. Don't you know, lass, you're after my very soul. Why, your eyes are as green as the Caledonia white pines, while your laughter—he released his grip, then reared back with arms outstretched—why, your laughter rings like the silver bells announcing the fairies themselves. So how could I not love you? She felt foolish now, her shoulders relaxed as she smiled coyly at him inviting him into her heart he saw the surrender so he lifted her chin close to his own his brown eyes searching the eyes he knew so well you shall be my wife he whispered his lips gently caressing her cheek i swear it he kissed her deeply now sealing his resolve the two meandered down the hill arm in arm cocooned from the world if just for one night. The lovers did not see the Rowan branches quiver in farewell. Slender golden fingers emerged from the tree, followed by a lithe greenish-gold form draped in pastel spider silks, which flowed between the tunneled bark. Lavender eyes, framed by wisps of white hair, watched the pair until they disappeared from view. Later, little one. Later.